We are talking today about taxes. We love talking about taxes, but more importantly, how to save you uh, from paying as much taxes as you normally do. And today it's really about maximizing tax benefits by bunching your charitable contributions. Well, what does that even really mean? What is bunching? How do you do that? What? How, how does it help me? Does it benefit me at all? Uh, these are things that we're going to walk through in this episode. It's related to this thing called a donor advised fund. We have a previous episode on what that is, but we're going to explain that again in today's. So I think if you are charitably inclined at all, it's going to be an episode you want to listen all the way through. I'll warn you also right up front, we do talk about examples with with numbers in it. So listen to it. It's an easy listen. Uh, but but if you get through it and you want to kind of go back and really read it, we do have a blog written on this very topic. It's on the website, pomwealth.net. Go to the blog page. You'll be able to, to read through it and kind of see it maybe as you've heard it. Um, also, uh, because of this type of topic, you might go, wow, I'd like to learn a little bit more about that. You can always get on a call with myself or Merce. Just go to the website, top right-hand corner, click on schedule call. Our calendar comes right up and you can easily hop on a 15-minute, no obligation, complimentary phone call. Also, wherever you're listening to us, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon, whatever it is, make sure you follow us. And if you would like to do so, we certainly do appreciate it for you to give us a a good rating if you think we're a good show, as well as if you can write us a review, It'd be certainly helpful for us because we read them all and it helps us to be able to design future episodes. But before we get into this episode, we have a very quick disclosure. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stancil and Merce Tariq. Welcome, everyone, to Secure Your Retirement Podcast. Today, we're talking about taxes, but maybe not in the way that you've thought about taxes if you've just filed them and you're you know, getting through that part of things. But what we're going to be talking about is maximizing tax benefits by bunching charitable contributions. That's a big mouthful. So what does that even mean? Why are we going to talk about that? Well, in order for us to really get, get into this, I think we have to kind of go through and Merce and I are going to kind of go back and forth and set the basis here for uh, the conversation. But in our tax code, the way the tax code has been set up is that if, if you're single or married, it doesn't matter, we all get what is called a standard deduction. It used to be everybody would itemize and itemize out all their deductions. So if you had things that you could deduct like home interest, or you had things like a, like a charitable giving or 
uh, anything that you could deduct, whatever it might be, uh, you would put that in there and you would say, okay, let's deduct it. Well, now the government has pretty much said, we're going to just say, instead of you having to worry about all those little things, we're just going to give you one standard deduction. And the standard deduction in 2023 for a single person is $13,850. For a couple in 2023, it's $27,700. So that's a pretty good amount. And so sometimes the conversation comes up, well, if I give money to a charity, I really don't get benefit because I'm going to get this, this standard $27,700 deduction. So I'll give if I want to give, but I don't really get benefit from it. So what we want to talk about is how to maximize your deductibility. And so we're going to walk you through a scenario. I'm going to do a what if scenario, but like say, what if you did this in 2022 or you're doing this in 2023? What could we do to maximize that deductibility? All right. So let's just, we're going to do some before and after here. So Merce, could you kind of take us through this scenario maybe where what we're doing is, is we're looking at this idea of if we'd have done some deductibility, uh, we had some deductions, maybe we did some charity stuff, what it could have looked like if we just had done, first of all, our standard deductions. Yeah. So, um, and I think something important to point out here is why this conversation even comes to light now is because back in 2017, the standard deduction for married filing jointly was 12,700. So if you do have someone that is charitably inclined, or they do have, you know, a lot of expenses, medical expenses, all these different things, it was very easy to itemize. Um, today, it's not easy to itemize because of where they took the standard deduction to that 27,700 for a married filing jointly. And so um, it, it, let's go to a case where someone is charitably inclined and say they give $10,000 in the calendar year. Um, and then they also have maybe $13,000 of other deductions. So that's a total of 23,000 of deductions that they've come up with throughout the year, the calendar year. Well, go back to 2017, that would default you to, well, I'm, I'm, I've got more deductions than 12,700, which was a standard back then. So it's a no brainer. I'm going to itemize this year. But now, because of the standard deduction being raised to that 27,000 number, um, and you've got a total of 23,000 in, in deductions, it's a no-brainer that all you would do is the standard deduction. And so people started asking the question, well, I'm giving all this money away. I'm donating. I used to get benefit for it, but because of where the standard deduction is today, I don't I don't really get the, the tax benefit from it that I used to feel. And, and so that's where this idea of bunching and, and it becoming a strategy uh, has come into play. Um, and the way that I think this becomes way more powerful uh, is, is through this idea of a, a donor advised fund. And we can go into how that works. It's a very key component of how we get to do this bunching strategy. But for example, let's say that you do the same thing. You, if you're giving 10,000 in one year, there's a high chance that that's kind of your run rate of, I give about 10,000 a year, every single year. And in the case of standard deductions, you're just not really seeing that benefit. But if you say, well, what if I was able to take the 10,000 I'm going to give in, let's say 2022. So the 10,000 I gave last year, and then I know I'm going to give 10,000 again in 2023 this year. So let's say last year, Rather than doing it year by year, I actually took the 20,000 that I was going to give in 22 and 23 and bunch it in tax year 2022. 
and into this account that lets me take advantage of that deduction for that calendar year 2022, all of a sudden the game has changed. And now we've taken up our charitable deductions, although we're not giving it all out in one year, but now we've got a, a kitty of a deduction of $20,000 that now adds to our itemization. And then we still have those other deductions of 13,000. And so now we've more than overcome the standard deduction and it makes it a, a, a such a more of a powerful type of impact to our tax scenario. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. So basically what, what Merce just described took my uh, standard deduction of 25000 to now 33000 So now I'm able to, like Merce said, I have a much more um, and that's going to save me some money because now I get to deduct even more in that year. I get above my standard deduction. Now that doesn't take anything away from 2023 In 2023. I still, now I'm going to still get my standard deduction, even though I've already given my charity away. I've only got 13,000 of actual deductions, but the government says I'm going to get 27, seven. So you might be listening to this and going, wait a minute, what are you talking about? How do I bunch these, I, these, 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 um, contributions that are these charitable giving that I'm going to do into, into one year. Am I giving the charity 20,000 right now? I don't want to give the charity 23,000 right now. I like the charity. I know people who say, no, I want my church or wherever to get the money. I give them a certain amount of money every single year. They know what I'm doing. That's, you know, it's the way I'd like to give it. I don't want to give it all to them in one year and then give them nothing the next year. Cause that's hard for their budgeting. I want to spread it. So they know I, I promised I vowed, I'm going to give them $10,000 a year. So now my question back to you, Merce is you said this very quickly, you said donor advised funds. So could you kind of explain what a donor advised fund is? Where would the money set? How would the charity get the contribution? How does that all work? Yeah. And it's the donor advised fund, really think of it as the vehicle that's going to allow for you being able to group your deductions in one year. So in the example, we said, if we're giving 10,000 on average, let's go ahead and do two years worth of uh, charitable giving, not to the church in this scenario, but we're actually giving it to the donor advised fund, which is basically an account held at a custodian that's responsible for reporting it. And so it can be at Charles Schwab, Fidelity, Vanguard, all the custodians typically have them. And, and now what that does is you fund it and it can be done by cash. It can be done by um, stocks and, and other, other vehicles, but cash and stocks are going to be the most common. So you, you write a check to the donor advised fund for $20,000. The money goes into this fund and now it's sitting in an account, just like an investment account, an IRA, a taxable account. There are accounts that hold money and can also be invested if you want them to. And now here's the, the key thing that you have to understand about this type of account. It, it is an irrevocable gift to the charitable fund. And in this case, the charitable fund is you. You're in complete control of how to use this fund. And so if you're on a pace of giving 10,000 a year to your church, well, 
as long as the company or the the organization is one of those approved charitable organizations, you're all you're going to do rather than writing the check yourself, you're going to type it into the computer while you're logged into your donor advised fund. And it says, write a check to my church for $10,000. The company is going to send out a check. It's still coming from you. It's, it's coming from your donor advised fund and it's still uh, sent to the church just like you normally would. But now we have this account that's giving us this bunching strategy from a tax perspective uh, every couple of years to help us overcome the standard deduction. So the the implementation of it, once, we, once we've decided what is the right number, how do we fund this, the implementation and the actual usage of it is very, very simple. The key here is that you're in complete control. You give the money to the donor advised fund and it's now your fund that you get to do whatever you want. So you may say the next year, you may say, well, maybe I want to reduce my um, my contribution to the church, and maybe I want to add in another organization. Absolutely, you can do that. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to kind of I'm glad you're going there, but I wanted to kind of set that up. So, uh, I, um, when it comes to what I'm actually going to contribute to or give give money to, I'm I'm not having to make that decision up front. Correct? How, how does that work? I'm putting the money into the donor advised fund, but am I having to pick the charity? First of all. That's a question. Second of all, what if I want to give to multiple char- charities, not just one? And what if I want to give to one charity this year, but I want to give to a different charity next year? Yeah. So it is completely flexible. Um, once you have put the money into the account, the only thing you have to understand there is that it's irrevocable. And the reason it's irrevocable, if you think about it, you just got a a big deduction for funding into this account. The IRS just gave you a huge tax break. So they're not going to let you just take it right back out the next year because you've already got the tax break on it. So the money that goes into the account is irrevocable. It's been gifted. It, it's been done with the future gift in mind, right? So the money's in there. Now you're in complete control. You could give it to the church as planned. You could add in another organization. You could change how much you want to give. You can change from an annual do- donation to a monthly recurring donation, however you want to do it. And and as What long- if I make it to the next year? And I don't want to give anybody money that year. And you don't have to. So there's no there is no rule that says you have to you know give out a certain amount a year um, or anything like that. Uh, so it's in my eyes, it's the most flexible version of donating because you're still getting to do what you want, and you're not really committing to a pace or an amount or a timeline. So you're still getting what to do exactly what you want to do but you're picking up a little bit of a tax benefit that we've lost here over the recent years since the standard deduction has gone up. Yeah. So we use an example of a two-year bunching, but you could do a three-year bunching. So let's go back to that same example of what Merce was bringing about. And he said, you give on average $10,000 a year. You could put $30,000 into the donor advised fund, which gets us more deductibility this year. Now there's a bit of a strategy there. So I'm not saying that's the right way, but I'm just letting you know that you could say, Hey, I've got this money. I know I'm going to give this money away. Maybe it's in my brokerage account. Maybe it's somewhere else. And I just want to transfer it. So I get deductibility. That's really what this whole idea is, is about this bunching strategy is I take one or two or three years, typically, I mean, you can do more, but typically you don't want to go more than that usually, but that, that two to three or so years of bunching so that I can now get deductibility and I'm still going to get my standard deduction on those other years. So I'm not giving up anything I'm gaining by doing that. And a lot of people don't realize that. So if you say, well, I don't give that much. I only give 5,000. Well, maybe we need to bunch more years, but at least we get some benefit from it. Cause if you're going to give the five, no matter what, you're going to give the five to 10 or 15 or whatever you give. Um, 
let's get, let's get some credit for it. That's the idea behind it. And we don't give up any kind of a thing where we're locking ourselves into having to give the money to a particular organization. So we've seen this strategy uh, work and, and, you know, it, it's, it's one of those scenarios where you go, well, if I did all that uh, and I could save, you know, 1500 bucks, 2000, $2,500 in taxes, is it worth it? Well, we do. We think so. It doesn't really, it doesn't cost us anything really to go do this. It's just understanding the strategy, understanding why it would work. So Merce, uh, the, the donor advised funds, wh where, where do you get those? You have to go buy those somewhere else or like, how does that work? So most, most custodians are going to have them available. Um, we, we work with Schwab. So we know Schwab has a platform called Schwab Charitable. Uh, it's pretty easy to set them up. Um, and, and it's all done in our virtual world that we're in today. So you can create the account online. You can fund it online. If you have Schwab brokerage accounts, you can transfer money into them. You can transfer stock into them and get a, ta a tax break we didn't talk about there. Um, and so there's, there's, I think it's as easy as opening a checking account in the world that we live in today. All right. So again, this is just an, a strategy uh, that could help you maybe save a few thousand dollars here or there when it comes to being able to, uh, if you are charitably and mindful minded to do, uh, it could be a strategy to employ. Now, I know we've gone through a lot of numbers. Uh, we do this a lot of times and you're maybe on a walk or you're driving and you're going, oh my goodness, uh, y'all just went through all kinds of things. Well, we have a blog written on this. Feel free to go to our website, which is pomwealth.net. Go to the blog page. You'll see a whole article right up on it. Also, if you'd like to chat with our, us about any of these strategies, we're glad to do that. You can go to the website, top right-hand corner, click on schedule call, and we'll be glad to hop on a call with you for a 15-minute complimentary, no obligation phone call to walk you through this scenario. We actually have software. We could show you how, how it looks uh, and how it, how it would work. So please reach out to us if you'd like to learn more. We hope this has been helpful. Uh, again, we'll talk to you again next Monday with another episode of Secure Your Retirement. All right, everyone. That wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.